We're about to talk athletics heading towards Paris, fellas, and there's a big furor in regards to long jump. Now, I'm sure all of us in little athletics in yeah, you know, primary school, it. we all did long jump. Got to get behind the board, right? The, the wooden board. Well, your foot can't to, touch the line, could well, it? You can't go over the wooden board. Okay, can't yes. Go, you yes, can't yes, have yes, any yes. portion of your foot over the top, okay. over the board. Yeah. Well, World Athletics wants to scrap the wooden board yeah. and have a bigger takeoff zone. And therefore, you'll jump. Therefore, you know, you'll nearly have no false jumps. Yeah. So you'll have a big takeoff zone and your jump is measured from where you took off to where you landed. So therefore, making, you know, virtually every jump you do will count. What do you reckon? Well, it's caused, as you could imagine, it's purist. Changing so the rules. Is Carl there. Lewis, yep. one of the greats of all time. Yeah. He's come out and said, I thought this was an April Fool's joke, and it would be great to get more perspective on this and also how some some people, particularly Rowan Browning and other athletes, are going as they head towards Paris uh, this year. Joining us, he was, uh, well, he was a three-time Olympian himself, a formal trip, former triple jumper, competed at Atlanta 96, Sydney 2000, Athens in 2004. He coaches Aussie sprint sensation Rowan Browning. And his son, Connor Murphy, is also a triple jumper who we've had on the show previously. Joining us, as I mentioned, former Olympian and athletics coach, Andrew Murphy. Andrew, good morning. How are you? Hi, gentlemen. How are you going? Really well, thanks, and appreciate your time. And uh, you're obviously heavily involved in these athletes' road to the biggest competition of their lives. And as someone who's been there, what's key to handling the pressure as the games nears? I think realistically just having a really good process in place. Um, we have a really good team behind us. Um, so we try to make it, you know, business as usual, basically. Trying to, you know, improve on on the protocols and the processes that we've, we've put in place from our training and, and from our, our crew that we work with. Andrew, what's your take on this long jump saga that Mido's just told us about? It? I, yeah. I, I, think, I think in sport in general, we... We like what we what we know, and change is yep. very hard. Um, how do yeah. you see this panning out? Look, I try to stay pretty open minded. Yeah. Um, you know, technology is advancing all the time, um, and if you aren't able to think outside the square, or or you know maybe go, well, look, I'll look at it a different way. Yeah, um, you you get left behind. Um, look, I can see where Carl Lewis is coming from. Um, it will no doubt um, affect all the world records, national records, um, continental records and those type of things. But in terms of seeing who the actual best athlete is, it will tell us that mm. because there are plenty of athletes who have jumped big fouls, but they don't count. <laughs> yeah. So... I I kind of a somewhat open minded. Maybe it could be something like, you know, we have a traditional competition so that the current world records are, are there to be broken, and then we have you know something like this that they're proposing, a little bit more alternative. And, and naturally, from a spectator element, it's mm. more attractive, isn't it? A hundred percent. I mean, so, no one wants yeah. to see foul. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I can see why. Yeah, you know, obviously it's purist versus yeah, of course. You know, it's like twenty twenty cricket, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rowan Browning and his progress, Andrew. Is it, how's he mm. tracking? Look, we've done um, probably a lot more 
high intensity work than we've ever done before. Um, and I think that probably really showed in his 200 in Melbourne. Um, he probably is still a little bit off really fast race pace in the 100. I think that's just more likely to do with the type of training we've done over the last four months since returning from Budapest at World Champs. So I'm, I'm really happy where he's at. Um, I think it was probably one of the best 200s I've ever seen run. Sadly, the conditions weren't conducive to run a really fast time, but we're considering maybe seeing if we can do a couple more 200s this season. Mm. So, And is the 200 just a plan for training, or is he aiming to run 200 at the Olympics? Look, you never say never. Um, I'm a big fan of, you know, sometimes when you're chasing that that golden that golden carrot, so to speak. Um, and for Rowan, it's been sub-10 for some time now. Um, maybe by doing, you know, a 200, having a little bit of focus on that, um, it maybe just takes a bit of pressure off. Mm. And all of a sudden, bang, um, what we thought would have happened uh, a fair bit sooner happened straight away. And, uh, and Andrew, I, I re- was reading about <clears throat> Rowan and the plan was to stay in Australia this year and have more meets here rather than travelling overseas. What, why did you yeah, decide look, to do that? Uh, we're certainly not going to spend as much time in Europe. It's it's very tiring spending, you know, three months overseas or or longer. Um, you know, you're, you're out of routine. You're living, you know, even though it might be an Airbnb apartment, it's still not the same as your own place. Yeah. Um, you haven't got your family, you haven't got your friends, you haven't necessarily got the exact support structure that you have in your in your home. So we just decided we would do probably not as many competitions um, as last 2023, so a little bit less in, in the competition side of things, but um, also not as long overseas. So he feels fresh. Um, we did that in Tokyo, and he obviously ran very well. What about your son, Connor, Andrew? How's he tracking? Mm. And, mate, what's that like? I'm sure there's pros uh, look, and cons to uh, yeah, working yeah. with your son. Um, it's much harder than coaching. Yeah, I um, bet. I'm like Rowan. I mean, Rowan's really hard out to the coach because he is very good. And, you know, I don't want to let him down, so I have to make sure that I'm, I bring my A game and I've researched and I know what I'm doing. Um, I guess when you coach your son, there's another level of game. Um, because they're your blood. And uh, it's very easy, as we all know, to maybe say the wrong thing to your wife or to your partner or or to your kid. You actually don't mean, but because you are so close to them, mm. it can be very easy to do that. And it's something that I've had to work really hard at um, because I think I was probably far too hard on him initially. But we have a great relationship. You know, I'm dad when it's when it's that role and I'm coach when it's that role. So he's, he's a, you know, he's a great young man. Are they similar training programs that you have? Like one's a triple jump um, or one's a hundred meter runner? They are comparative in terms of the structures still, you know, we'll have an acceleration focus. We'll have a maximal velocity focus and we'll have, you know, a running rhythm focus. Um, the only difference is the jumpers obviously have to also jump. So they'll, on top of that, they've got their specific triple jump. They'll have maybe an endurance, like rhythm bounding type of jumping day. And then they'll have like an explosive, you know, maybe a specific 
So breaking down one of the phases and doing some jumps or some step jumps. I can only um, imagine, Andrew, how different training is now from when you competed. So uh, what, what role is the New South Wales Institute of Sport? What is it sort of role does it play in shaping an athlete then? Well, it really does. It depends on, on the coach, obviously, but I really maximise all the possible scenarios that we I can. So I'm a big fan of science. You know, I went back and did a, a master's when I was in my 40s. Um, so I utilise science wherever I can. So we use a biomechanist twice a week, um, and that really does help us try to work out where our gaps are. And we utilise the technology to, to make sure it's reliable and valid so that we're not going down the wrong track. So once we know the gaps, we can really start to, you know, work the program out, exactly what we need to do. Um, so we're very fortunate. And Swiss, you know, they've got OptiJump, which measures ground contact speed, stride lengths and frequencies, flight times, all of that. They've got um, Alarveg, which is a laser gun, which uh, monitors the athlete's velocities every metre per second. Um, in the gym, for instance, in strength and conditioning now, you know, there's force plays that, you know, can monitor your power production in newtons or watts. Um, there's velocity-based training, so monitoring how fast you can move the bar. You know, there's um, specific, you know, um, things like Nordboard, which is hamstring strength and monitoring, and, and groin bar, which is obviously groin and pelvis and so forth. So there's just so much to it now. Do you do a lot of work uh, on the mental side? Yeah, sports psychology is definitely really big. It's a lot, you know, it's probably one of the biggest things in a way because if an athlete isn't confident, it's going to be really hard to perform. So a lot of it's just, once again, getting your protocols, um, working out your processes, working out your you know, what happens when you break down, so to speak, when you struggle? You know, okay, how can we put in something in place to eradicate that or to improve that? So it's it's the same as coaching in a way. You, you're always problem solving. You're always trying to think outside the square and go, well, you know, the body, the, the body's a chain. So, you know, if the chain breaks, then, well, maybe I shouldn't look at just where the injury is. I need to look at somewhere else. And invariably, that's what the problem is. Andrew Paris will be here in a heartbeat, and we appreciate your time. I know it's coming up; it's incredible. Um, it's uh, obviously a really short cycle this time; only three years. We're used to four years, so it, it really has come in thick and fast. Thanks, so um, yeah, no, we look forward to seeing Rowan and, of course, your son as well, Connor, and, and Samantha Dale, and seeing how they go heading towards. Uh, the games. Mm. We appreciate your time this morning, mate. No, thanks very much, guys. All the best.